Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. I'm your host, The Philosopher, and this is where we level up inside and outside the virtual arena. We do that by talking about topics and having guests on the show that I think are important, sharing my life experiences, and having guests on the show that can share their life experiences as well. Today's topic is about the summer camps that I've been doing at my job. In case you guys don't know, I'm an esports coordinator for a university. That school is Western Michigan University, and they have a really cool facility with with an arena that can facilitate 36 games or 36 PCs at any given time with different audio feeds, um, close to 200 people sitting in it. And I'm tasked with doing different kinds of events there. And one of those main events has been the summer camps for grade school students. And the whole idea is to combine gaming and personal development and also entertainment so that these students, these young adults can learn how to get better at games, but also learn lessons within gaming that can help them to be applied in other areas of their life. So that's been a life work for me, so I'm super happy to be able to do that. Um, I'm gonna talk about that today, what I've learned so far, what I think I can do and improve, and generally just my thoughts on it, my, my emotions on it as well, because there are some of those, and I'd like to talk about that. Before we talk about that, I have to at least talk about audible.com. I don't have a lot of time, admittedly, or I don't make enough time to read books, so I listen to them through audiobooks. There's still a lot of valuable knowledge in these books, but I just am not going to sit down right now and read them. So I still want that knowledge, I still want to get it, and I don't want to make too much more time for it. So I, I listen to audiobooks when I work out, when I'm mowing the lawn, when I'm commuting to longer drives, just so that I can get as much knowledge as possible. There's a lot of recommendations that I talk about and reference them all the time. Um, I, I just really think that growing is important for getting better at anything in life. And these books that I've read just help me think about things a little bit differently. Help me look from a different perspective outside of my own. If you go to TaviaNapier.com Audible, that's going to take you to a free month trial of Audible so you can try it out for yourselves. If you do wind up staying on longer, that does help me out and I greatly appreciate it. If not, then you at least tried it out and you can move on to whatever works for you. So now that that's out of the way, I want to talk about this topic. I am joined by uh, Max, otherwise known as Mega Max Star. It's nice to be on again. Nice to be back. Yeah, it's nice to be able to, to sit here and do this. Before we get into it, I kind of just want to catch up with you and see, you know, what's been going on with you. Any challenges? Any goals? Anything that you think is important to talk about right now? Before we get into the main topic. So far, I've been practicing a lot of Dragon Ball. Um, recently reached Super Saiyan Blue in terms of rank. Nice. I'm working yes. towards trying to get to Living Legend. It's definitely a very tough uh, climb for me because right now I'm actually working more towards my like mindset for games and working on my neutral, stuff like that. Just some of the very minute details that help me in very specific situations that can help me like uh, get better. Um, I also, I'm going up to Aurora Blitz upcoming this July, so I'm, I want to get that training down so I can at least do a decent job. I don't think I'll top, but I'm going to definitely give it my all and see what I can do. Uh, that's exciting. Uh, you got to let me know if you're going to be on stream so I can actually uh, <laughs> yeah, check I'll it out. That'll be exciting. Uh, maybe we can review it later on. If, like, oh, you get, if you do get on stream, maybe we can review it. Or if I'd you get it captured to. somehow, like cell phone footage or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that'd be fun to do. I, I would probably need your input on it just because... I'm a little rusty on my Dragon Ball because I haven't like we haven't had as many streamed tournaments. Yeah. And I, I want to get back to that point, so I'm hoping that we can get a bigger Dragon Ball scene. But that's an aside. Like, are there any specific things you're working on to get better to prepare? I'm definitely working on team synergies for sure. I want to make sure that my team. Uh, I'm very 100% about my team. I always think every time when I have like if I'm working or something, mm -hmm. I'm thinking like, oh maybe this character could work point better as with like a mid, or maybe I can take out Jiren and put in like 
Gohan or Bardock at the point or something like that. So it's it's a constant thing that's going on in my head. And then I the second I get home, I lab, see what mm-hmm. I can get out of it and seeing if I like, like the result that I'm getting or if I want to kind of go back and work on it. Okay. That's exciting. Um, yeah. Are there any like specific like number of matches or like a certain rank that you want to hit for this tournament? Um, I don't want to go to. That's, <laughs> that's the number one thing. Like okay. the last time I went to a major, which was years ago, that was over in Yomacon. I don't know if you would count Yomacon a major, but it's definitely huge. Yeah, it's, um, it's a it's a regional or something like that. It's it's yeah. a big one. Yeah, I think it's respectable. Um, but that was like a long time ago, back in like shoot like 2015 kind of mm-hmm. thing uh i o would like everything um mm. and you know that and that was like like smash and all that so um hoping that like you know my work can actually like kind of like uh i guess show off like make sure i can actually like do something with the work i put into instead of mm-hmm. getting blown back and just like okay maybe i haven't been doing as great as i thought i was <laughs> yeah yeah but like it's a slight ego boost because whenever i like look at ranks Mm -hmm. up by super saiyan blue is like 3500s actually and yeah and like it's a it's a small ego boost but i i have to make sure it doesn't get into me too much because i'm like i shouldn't be losing to this guy kind of thing like you know yeah like respecting your opponent i know it's a huge thing in america and not as popular in japan like the rank kind of thing like Mm -hmm. online ranks because i know with um in japan they don't care what rank you are in North America, it's definitely like, yo, I'm this rank, you're this rank. Like, you know, I'm better than you or um, I'm worse than you. Some mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I have to make sure it doesn't get to my ego too much because, like, I know I have a long way to go still to, like, get better. And there's so many people that are still better than me. Yeah. So. I think that mindset is going to help you get there too because it's really kind of productive to just focus on your ego. But if you're just focusing on getting better and learning from the masters, that's going to help. And to your point, I, I got to review this one guy. His name was Caliber. Uh, he's on, He's a follower on Twitch and like he sends his videos and he lives in Japan. Mm-hmm. And so like he, one, he sends his tournaments from his like locals, um, which is really awesome. They have like sponsored by Red Bull stuff and it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but uh, the play, like he's like a gold rank over there and I watch his matches and I watch his opponents and the people he wins and loses to. And like, they're around the gold rank too. And then when he sends me like online rank matches, I mean, I've seen that he's like a gold or I don't, I don't think I've seen him as platinum yet. But, like, the stuff that they're doing on that, like, because it's a different server. It's a Japanese server. Right. Like, I've, their skill gap must be, like, way higher. There must be, like, more of them. And then also there must be, like, more higher level players, like, more platinums to be, like, if he's all the way down in gold, gold. I feel like he would be a platinum or diamond over Yeah, because golds are, like, still in, like, the over 10,000s, right? Or is it with, when it starts hitting, like, the 5,000s or something? Something like that. I have to look at the numbers. I can't, yeah. I can't honestly say. But, yeah, I... I Skill-wise, I think he would have a higher rank in America. And that's really interesting to me. I thought mm. that was very fascinating. And it kind of, like, I already knew they have a better mindset. But I just feel like overall, their mindset is better. Because if it's that dense up higher, then they have to be just more consistently as a culture, like, playing more efficiently than over in America. Like, unless yeah. they, like, there's a higher number of them, then that makes sense. I, I don't know if that's the case. Right. Yeah. Definitely an interesting case study to have. Yeah. All right. So, I've deviated enough. <laughs> I think it's something that I'm excited to talk about, but also it's hard to articulate. Uh, I have some key points to help me stay on point, but it's, um, it's, I have mixed feelings about this because it's like, I have, uh, it's my life's work that I've been working on for like the last 
since I've been like 24 or so, mm. uh, maybe even earlier if I had like consciously thought about it. But I, I remember having this idea of combining person development and gaming and like proving that that's, that's true. And I just remember that changing my life, that mindset changing my life. And it wasn't until like this weekend that it settled on me that I'm actually, I have all the funding I need to make that a, a reality now, especially for like younger kids. Because like as a kid, the only thing that I had was gaming. Right. And like I, I had like severe depression. I had thoughts that were not healthy to myself. And I just remember being so emotionally connected to gaming that I just wanted to share why other people love gaming. Like I wanted non-gamers to know why gamers love gaming. Like I just they just don't get it. Like they just right. some people understand it, but a lot of people who like are like the hardcore gamers that is just part of their life. They travel for tournaments to like go play video games with other people. Like they just it just it's not part of their their culture, and that's fine. Yeah. But I want to share that with them and help gamers use like to be realistic and to be unbiased a lot of gamers do not live healthy lives no. and a lot of them just don't know how to live healthy lives they and when i say healthy i don't just mean like just how you eat i mean mentally as well or even like spiritually if you're a spiritual kind of person if you're not then like it doesn't apply to you but if you're trying to be a more productive person in society there's things you can learn from gaming there's a lot of gamers who live vicariously through gaming and they have goals that don't apply to gaming but they don't do it because they're either afraid um or they're in a mindset where they just don't think that they're able to do it. And they've convinced themselves of that. And it's frustrating to see all this untapped potential in my fellow gamers that they could be doing amazing things outside of gaming. Like, I want to be healthy. I want to I want to study martial arts. I want to do, like, marathons, you know, biking marathons and stuff like that. And I'm working towards those things. But there's a lot of people who just aren't even trying to work towards them. And it starts early. And that's a habit that develops over time. And then it's never really cultivated because non-gaming parents don't understand gamers. And they don't know how to bring that out of them because they just aren't well enough equipped to even attempt to understand them. To be at the point now where I'm at, where I can talk to, I had a conversation today with a parent. And she was willing to learn as much as she could to help understand her son and do what was best for him. There's a good chance that you can learn something. And build a better relationship with your 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 child and also understand their loving for games and make that part of their life in a productive way. You don't really hear that. And it was really cool for me to be able to get to this point to where I at least know enough to share my knowledge and help them build that relationship. It's a feeling I cannot describe, but I also feel like I have not been working hard enough and I could be doing so much more. And I feel like in some some people might take that in a very condescending way or like, I think that sounds arrogant and I, I don't mean it that way. But as a realist, I think it's important to know what you are and are not capable of in a, in a realistic manner. Some people underestimate. And those are the self-conscious people. They just don't think they can. They don't have the confidence and they don't go for it. And there's the people who are just so egotistical that they think that they're better than they really are. And they're not really look, able to look at the hard truth. But just finding that middle ground where you're always trying to get better, but you're not full of shit. It's a challenge and it's a balancing act. On one side, being a father and owning a house and there's other responsibilities, yes. But I also think that it's important to just be realistic. And so some of the things I want to talk about today are to be more productive and to actually think about it and to grow from there. That said, what I actually <laughs> do, <laughs> I know that was a lot to take in, but I felt like it was really important to explain why. It's something that's important because um, a lot of things too, like habits are very difficult to break, especially after somebody's been stuck in a habit for a while. Like, you know, it's tough for somebody to break it and help someone break it. And also having that mindset of just working at something that 
you can be good at. I've definitely been in those places where it's like, you know, I think I can't do anything or I'm thinking I'm the shit. Like I can do whatever I want, you know? And, you know, after a while, like it really does come down to you once you can actually like learn to work with yourself, just actually like kind of be real. Yeah. I think it helps you be more productive. Oh yeah. And also give better feedback to other people. Okay. So what even are we talking about? Um, I alluded to it already. It's basically, um, we're doing week long summer camps or day camps, like a, a nine to four kind of thing. And I was tasked with creating a curriculum for, uh, creating that summer camp. And I thought the best way was to incorporate my personal development. And they agreed. Um, I, I showed them my idea. I created, created an outline or like, yeah, can you create this? And fast forward, I did that. And you know, I didn't have it tested. There was no, like, it was based off of clients, my past experiences, and like all these things that I've learned over the years and like found the most important habits to prioritize, mm. so to speak, and build that into exercises within gaming to talk about that and to illustrate the idea. So like having a growth mindset, which is a super hard, ambiguous thing to develop in a kid, but the only way you can develop it is by only them doing it themselves. They have to think about it. And think about it consistently. And the only way you can do that is by asking questions. So a lot of the things that I learned, I had to also create questions for the students based off the exercises um, and the topics I talked about to help develop those ideas. And then also keep them entertained and having fun, which I find is a lot harder to do than I, I thought it would be. Yeah. But also easier as well. You'd think kids would be like super easy and entertained, but you got to keep them like kind of locked into having something interesting. I will say, I remember when I was very young, you know, being able to play games was a lot easier and you were able to do it in a lot longer of strides. Now, like I can barely do like one to two hour sessions. I'm like, dude, I gotta, I gotta take a break. I remember being very young. Like even when I was like, uh, around 15, 16, back when league was out, I remember just going to my friend's house and we would play like four, six hour sessions of league. And it's like, (laughs) my God, I can't play two games without like just wanting to quit. Like, you know, it's, it's crazy. And, but it's interesting too, like trying to figure out ways to keep them entertained and, uh, just mm. work with what you got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I found that motivating kids with games is a very easy thing to do. Um, it's hard to get them to pay attention to the concepts that you're trying to talk about though. Mm. Um, you have like this multitude of personalities kind of clashing and some kids are like really okay with disrupting the class. So you have to like find a way to, I would say create an ally with them. Cause like you, you have to be hard and like direct with them certain times because they won't pay attention. Otherwise like not being mean, but just like raising your voice to get them to pay your attention to you. And then talking to them as an adult after you have their attention mm-hmm. um, or at least trying to treat them like an adult. I, I think that's huge too, because um, I run into a lot of parents and teachers that, treat their kids like kids and i've seen Mm -hmm. a lot of times just you know treating your kids like adults talking to them like an adult kind of you know not try to like tread waters exactly but just you know treat them like a normal human being Mm -hmm. as you would with your neighbor or something like that and they'll respect you they'll they'll actually put a lot of respect and they'll they'll actually uh get a lot smarter too because Mm -hmm. they're actually able to think coherent thoughts Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to kind of go off on a tangent my cousin um, he, uh, he lives over in Indiana and, um, he has, uh, two kids. And when I went over and visited with them, 
um, ever since they were very little, he talked to them like adults. And it's crazy too, because once I was actually able to see it firsthand, like he asked, uh, his kid asked a very specific question. Like, um, I don't remember exactly, but it would be like, dad, what's the difference between upload and download speeds and stuff like that. It's like, well, uploading is when you're actually taking data from your computer putting it somewhere else downloading is taking it from somewhere else and putting it onto your computer instead of like you know trying to like make it easy for the kids he just mm. full out explained it yeah and he, he respected him enough his intelligence enough to just give him the answer right and it looked like he actually was paying attention he was learning which was it's such an interesting concept but i yeah, like it. it i mean to me and people find this weird that I, I say this this way but i've always said that i'm going to treat my son like i'm going to give him straight answers and be just like straightforward with him and like people just found that weird and it's like a lot of people dumb down their ideas for kids and to me that's a weird thing to do like they may there's a high chance they may not get it right but why would you deprive them of the opportunity if it's not going to give you any extra effort or cost you any extra effort you know like it's not really that hard to come up with an answer if you know the answer or just say i don't know if you don't know a lot of parents also have a hard time saying i don't Mm. know which is incredibly frustrating as a child or at least when i was a child and it's incredibly frustrating watching it to other kids when i know that their their kids are really smart yeah it's it's uh, it's so frustrating but yeah so I, I got to do that i got to sit there and create those ideas and see these kids that some of them were like super trolls or like disruptive <laughs> and um but at the same time so to back up what we did was we had two games that we focused the curriculums around. Those two games were Rocket League and Overwatch. I thought that Rocket League was familiar enough to me and I'm good enough in it to be to be able to at least explain the basic ideas and illustrate the concepts for person development while also giving me wiggle room to create more challenging exercises for the kids that might happen to be better. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way it's going to be on an even spectrum of like when it comes to the actual like mechanical or psychological mechanics of playing a game um you have to be able to have room to make things more difficult because there's going to be a high skill gap or a wide skill gap of, yeah. of kids that have different skills because uh, there was one kid that was really good in overwatch and i'll get back to that in a little bit later <laughs> on but uh it it we basically kept building on ideas you know one was a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset that was day one day two is the okay plateau and muscle memory that was mm a really interesting topic for some of the kids then we get into communication and um tilting or tilting and communication i don't remember what order that was but we talked about those two topics and we basically cut it up in two main topics for half of the day Mm. um and so we try to have exercises and and have like questions ready after some exercises sometimes it's really simple like just go into a game and try to pay attention to one specific thing and then we talk about that afterwards um and i it was very broad. The first week was definitely very broad, but now I think after learning a lot, we're able to even make it more specific mm. and and get better answers out of these kids. Um, day four was basically just a review day, mm-hmm. and then day five was like the esports day, the esports experience where we put them into teams and have them like do the full presentation. They walk on the stage, they say they ha- they have cards with their gamer tag images, um, they sit at the computers and stream for their their parents or, or their friends, whoever comes and. The parents could just spectate them competing and yeah. and they play in like kind of an exhibition first to whatever. And um that just 
is the, the second the last of the day and so afterwards and if we have time the parents come on stage and kind of try some of the games out if they haven't done it before and you know play with their kids hopefully mm. some of the parents actually played games with their kids i think that esport experience as a kid that would have been so cool for that to happen yeah like i think i think that part specifically is huge because then it's like dude that'd be awesome if i was like you know in that situation like actually and even then like you know small things like that actually like really grow on a kid and it's cool so you just gave me a good marketing idea that i'll share with you because i have to talk to my marketing team and you're going to help me remember it so (laughs) um the way we marketed it and i don't think it was wrong but we marketed it towards parents Mm -hmm. and we only showed days one through four basically and we never really advertised the day five Mm. we i feel like we should do the opposite for kids advertise the advertise day five. yeah the day five East yeah because experience. that's what kids want to look forward to they're like when do we get to do that <laughs> but it, they might get too antsy about it honestly it's like you know when but that's can gonna we be their motivation it? to actually act right because then like if it oh yeah bad, if you guys aren't doing good they can be like you're not gonna go on the stage team. Like, what's, what's the sports version of like being in timeout uh disqualified uh red carded yeah know. stuff like that <laughs> like i would use that term only because like it, i would be treating them like an adult but as an adult if you don't act right you get DQ'd. Red, yeah, you get DQ'd. So um, don't screw over the rest of your team and yourself by doing that. So that would be my motivation to keep them going because like you do need to carry it on a stick, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. I think that's for adults as well. But no, that's thank you. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's cool though, uh, for sure. I, I like the idea. And I think the one thing too, uh, actually, one quick question. Yeah. What is the age range around that you're teaching the kids? Uh, that's a good question. So it is. Um, we did a grade range mm-hmm. because it's I, we didn't want to set a hard number. We wanted to give some wiggle room because of maturity levels. Right. So it's, I believe, fifth through eighth grade and then ninth okay. through twelfth grade. Um, we haven't done the ninth through twelfth yet. Um, that'll that, be that's interesting in like one. three weeks. Yeah, it, it's going to be very interesting. It's actually a lot lower. And I think it's because of that reason, because of the mar- marketing tactic. Yeah. Because like the, the next one that we have coming next week is like full up. And that's 24 students. We didn't want to do more than 24 just because that that's a more lot. staffing. Yeah. And you got only like decent amount of staff. To right. <laughs> and only those certain amount of people like know what they're doing. Exactly. It's, it's tough. Yeah. With gaming specifically too. It's not like, you know, teaching soccer or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, even though like that is still somewhat difficult to teach kids at a young age. Mm-hmm. It's just like gaming is this whole other plethora of like different things that goes on. Yeah. So it, it's tough. For sure. Yeah, but it's exciting to be on the side of the kids where it's like, this is something to look forward to. I could see kids coming in and then want to do it the next year for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I can't yeah, wait we for got that some to happen. Those. We got like, oh man, like I, I was nervous as hell. I'll be honest. Oh dude. yeah. I was like, oh my God, like this is my, my life's work. I, I, like, I was just, I was in work mode though. Like I, I just, I was emotionally numb for like the last two to... <laughs> three months because I was working on this and like, I just, I had to like, because I was a dad, I had like this added pressure of like, I can't screw this up. I have to get this right. Like, and that motivated me to get to this point. And I, I still like my bosses are all happy and pleased with it. So that, that that's great. is a relief as well. Um, and this, that was only the first week and that was like not even as many students as this next one. So, um, we learned a lot and we talked about some stuff and I, we're going to make it better, but yeah. Um, it, it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome right now. Like I, I'm nervous still because I still have more work to do. I'm always going to be like 
that nervousness keeps me motivated. But yeah, I think what was smart of you guys to choose to is team ga- team based games for yes. sure. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge. And Rocket League is a great one because it's easy to start, easy to like just figure out from just a base point. Mm-hmm. And then like, of course, it's a lot more advanced once you get more into it. But it's a really good starter game for sure for a lot of people kind of want to get into that mindset. And I like Overwatch too because um, it's a team game. There's a lot of like, you know, unique choices that you can go for as heroes and people Mm -hmm. can kind of get attached to what they want. And then also it works on uh, communication. Communication is so huge. Mm -hmm. Like out of game and like in game, like you could, it makes it easier to actually communicate what you want, how you want some things like, you know, like, hey, I have this widow attacking me. I need help. Like stuff like that, you know, and it, mm. it's interesting. I like I like the idea of getting into Overwatch and kids actually really liking uh, just that whole team aspect because, um, oh, man, I wish I remembered. But I remember I watched. Um, oh, shoot. I'm trying to remember the channel name. You didn't interview. Is it Escore? No, it's um Corey. Corey, they did a they um i remember a while back i watched a video about like you know team-based gameplay and how it works in terms of uh like uh growing as a person and actually having like huge uh improvements in terms of like how how much better you're working as a like person and how much better you're working as a player it's it's actually amazing that that awareness like because i've read i love other games other than just fighting games and I like following other competitive games, but all the other ones except for fighting games are, are team-based games. And one thing I quickly learned is that like the best players like they skyrocket because they have they have a good team to grow with. Mm-hmm. I think that's still doable. And this is kind of an aside, but I think it's doable within the FGC as well. Like, which is why I wanted to build my own community and like kind of instill some person development stuff in there so that yeah. like people have a mindset of getting better. Because I, I think that some FGCs could use some of that basically like if yeah. they if they kind of just they don't have to build teams and have team games but just the mentality of it yeah. it's kind of even as a that. spectator though it's usually more exciting watching teams mm-hmm. honestly it like it, it's nice um but it's interesting too because you know it, it's hard in terms of one-on-one games like that's a completely different subject in terms of teaching kids but i think maybe some point down the road it might be something that like maybe in terms of a case-by-case study kind of working towards uh somebody's like personal mindset and keeping themselves motivated in terms of just having as a one-on-one game but maybe mm-hmm. even still adding a team aspect to it kind of like team tekken best of ones or mm-hmm. you know uh i remember third strike that's like my favorite kind of third strike when they the do PBTs. teams with best of ones yeah that, those are so cool <sighs> yeah um yeah, but it's some of that. it's tough because again it's a one-on-one game so it's harder to actually teach somebody something. But to kind of play devil's advocate, I do think that by having those teams, if you can if you can get to the point where you have team matches, it encourages you as a player to help your other players get better. Yeah, I like yeah, cuz you're like I can't let I can't let my team down. I can't lose. I, that is why I love the E-League or not E-League, the Street Fighter League. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think yeah. I've talked about that a couple of times. That is why I love it because like they all want to win and get that money. Like that's their motivation. But yeah. in order to do that, they they have to make sure other players are carrying their weight keep their morale yep exactly so you have to like 
and you get to see who is a good team player and who it really is kind of a <laughs> shitty person by yeah. based off of like how they get their team motivated. So like that's why they have the team leaders, I think, you know, to kind of build that dynamic and they need to lead them not as a just a player, but like, you know, mentally as well. Right. Um, so I I love it for that reason because of the fact that they're invested and they're, you're gonna see these players get better each time they play each other and they're gonna go back and play each other again and you see the upsets of like oh now this team got so good they beat punk, uh, punk's team right I, i've seen that happen where some people lost the first time or they like punk was like undefeated for like first five matches and then one team finally like toppled them <laughs> and then uh, i think another team had a rematch against them and beat them perhaps mm. um but yeah team games are they're fun they are they're like as a spectator and as a player it's a lot more fun playing as a team mm-hmm like you suffer your losses together, but you also celebrate your wins as well. And, um, you know, I, I'm quoting something I heard from Corey where it's like going home after a win and drinking by yourself is no fun, but going home as a team mm-hmm. and drinking together. Now that's more fun. That's something to look forward to, you know? Um, obviously not kids, but <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, yeah, the yeah. idea yeah. still goes, it's like, you know, we're celebrating <laughs> as a team and it's fun. Um, but definitely working on one-on-one games, that'll, I don't know if that'll ever happen, but it's something maybe to look forward to in the future. But the problem is, it's like, what game would you choose as a one-on-one game for a possibility? Yeah, I mean, right now it's Street Fighter League. They're the only ones doing it on a big scale. Yeah. Uh, I Tekken's possible too, but... Tekken would be pretty hype. With kids, you probably can't do Sam Show, but... <laughs> yeah. I mean, Unfortunately, okay. Sam Show might not, like... In a broader tense, like not thinking about um, like you know the age, Sam Show might be a really good game to learn because it teaches you about neutral like really well. Where it's like you know you got to be careful, you got to be, you got to watch what you're doing, and any mistake that you do can be like super hard whiff punished. Are there no big combos in that? No, the game's super neutral. Oh really? Yeah, no. I, you'll <laughs> have to look <laughs> if you legit look like supers do seventy five percent health damage, like no joke. And on whiff, like, almost kill you. Hmm. So, like, the whole point of it is um, if you whiff a move, your opponent can punish you. And, like, they'll punish you hard. Yeah. Oh, man. That's uh, actually really appealing to me now. Because that's how I play most fighting. Like, Dragon Ball Fighters is a good example. I have basic combos, and I can, like, do... I do decently in a scuffle. But, like, I don't have any high damage output. Yeah. Because I just don't have the discipline to learn those combos. I have not created the discipline to learn those combos. And in, in the Switch... I'm really awful at neutral, but I practice really hard on my combos and other things to like kind of make up for my awful neutral. <laughs> um, when you get it, let me know. I'll try it out with you. Yeah, no, it, I mean it's coming out this Tuesday, so um, we'll probably try it out. This oh, Thursday. you can just bring it Thursday. Yeah. Oh, okay. I plan okay. on it because it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I was watching a lot of um, footage. I think it was from Evo, and literally like. I was watching, I can't remember any of the character names, but um, the main, like, character who's the flagship character, um, somebody, like, whiffed a hard hard button, and they did a hard button. He did 50% of health over one button. Mm. Like, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. That's insane. But it's exciting because you're like, oh, it's huge in terms of my games. Okay. Okay. And, And the combo game is very little to, like, almost none. So it's cool. It is really cool. And there's a resource system still too, though. Mm-hmm. And there's like one resource where it's like um, you have – there's one super that you can do. And it's like your big super. And that's like – it does like 75, 80% health. But mm-hmm. you can only use it once. And if you whiff it, you can't do it else for the rest of the match. Oh, whoa. That's high stakes. Yeah. 
So it's like. Whew. So that makes me feel better because I played it in Chicago at Combo Breaker. Um, they there's a arcade called Galloping Ghost Arcade near or in Chicago, and I go there almost every year, at least once a year. And they had like a bunch of Sam Show cabinets actually, like a or they had like a whole row of cabinets with, like Neo Geo S and K cabinets yeah. and stuff. And was it an old Sam Show game or yeah? There was one? like like three. I tried like two or three of them. I don't remember. Mm. What, I think they had like one, two, three, and like a couple other ones. Yeah, there's a like lot that. of Sam Shows actually. I didn't know about that. But. Yeah, but I, I felt like I was playing it wrong because like the whole entire time I was trying to like land a hit and try to figure out what the combos were. Yeah, no combos <laughs> are like nothing because like you can string like like a light move maybe into like a special yeah but like that's honestly it finally i gave up on the combos and just like started like doing basically that like very rudimentary just playing neutral and like trying to get a hit in and then like i figured the, he- the heavy button does do a stupid amount of damage and i was like okay. but it whiffs hard so if you yes. whiff you whiff dude yeah so i i suck at playing on arcade cabinet so i was very uh basic but mm. i feel like i understand the game better than i realized i did because i was trying to like play it like anime fighter like an anime fighter like um kof or something like that that was me going into grand blue for sure um Mm. i I tried i actually was able to play the beta Mm. and i went into it thinking okay i'm just gonna play like an anime fighter no air dashing the combo system is very very little like like simple like simple buttons like you could just press square and do a combo but if you try to do square triangle circle like it's not gonna work Hmm. it's weird it's more like link based um i mean they described it more like they wanted it to be more like Street Fighter 2 in terms of a neutral heavy That's what I keep kind of game. Yeah. A lot of people keep and saying it plays it, like Street Fighter 2. I can I can agree with it. It's not hmm. my game though. But it's cool. I I like the idea and Grand Blue is a really cool flagship to go for. Um cuz I played a lot of Shadowverse, so I don't realize a lot of the characters, but like uh I'm aware of a decent amount of like characters that are well known in that in that like uh Grand Blue kind of interesting game okay i'll have to look into the both those games then but But yeah circling back to what we were (laughs) talking about finding a 1v1 game would be definitely very difficult Mm -hmm. um street fighter is a definite like i think street fighter is probably like the game to probably go for i think it's just the more difficult one because it has a really high ski uh skill ceiling Mm -hmm. um at least like to me um where Tekken is a lot more, I would find, like, casual, and it can be a little easier to work with, just because, I don't know. Hmm. I I feel like as a as a player who, like, can casually play a lot of games, when I jumped into uh, Tekken versus playing Street Fighter, Tekken was a lot more appealing to me, hmm. just, like, from starting up and then, like, going on. I mean, don't get me wrong, Tekken's, like, an amazing game, probably one of the best fighting games that's ever came out in like mm-hmm. a long time but then jumping into street fighter and it's like okay i have a lot of things that i need to learn and it's like okay i need to learn frames i need to learn what can link stuff like that mm. um special cancels and all that kind of stuff it's tough but yeah it, it's definitely something you got a whole year to work about it yeah so. well, would, uh, this is a huge aside but <laughs> i, I kind of want to close it off with uh, a question of would you be open to trying out a regimen that i create to help you get better at Street Fighter. I'd be down. Okay. Because I've always had a theory. And I haven't like fully exercised it yet. But like learning specific things in Street Fighter. I think. So have you heard of the 80-20 or the Pareto principle? Mm-mm. So it's basically like 20% of the work gets 80% of the 
results. Whereas 80% of the work usually gets you 20% because you're not prioritizing. It's I'm not explaining it to its full, fullest capability, but that's essentially what I think they call Pareto's principle where the minority gets you the minority of work gets you the majority of like output, so to okay. speak. So I think that having practicing certain skills will get you to like playing on a certain like rank. Gotcha. Um and prioritizing those into the point where the muscle memory makes a lot of the other shit that you have to learn irrelevant, so to speak, or or unnecessary to learn those things specifically because you already have skills built on those. Right. Um so I need to try that out. I've always wanted to do it on myself, but I just as it, Yeah. I, I well I'm right now basically cannot. like fresh. I mean I've watched the game as a spectator, but I don't like fully understand the game. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel like from our casual matches that we played, I feel like I do a at least a somewhat decent job at neutral, <laughs> like trying to, mm-hmm. you know, get block strings down. I, I remember I actually guard broke you once and I was like, I'm actually surprised I did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, Oh, this, this is what it will go for. But, um, yeah, I I'd definitely like to give it a shot. Cause you know, I'd like to see what my capabilities are, even just as a player. Cause really like most of my time that I put into as a game is dragon ball and smash, but I've practiced way more dragon ball than I think I have smashed. So, <laughs> mm. I can believe that. Yeah, you play a lot of Dragon Ball, so that's Oh yeah. Not, I mean it's it's been it was my favorite anime growing up, so and it was like once that game like got announced, I was like, This is it. This is the game that I can I will put like my time into and damn it I did. <laughs> Alright. So I just want to cycle back to to the to the camps. Yeah. Um also it's kind of another side note, I think Smash might be the most Smash is actually esports camps. You know what? I didn't even think about Smash, and even though I know it, Smash might be really good to go for. The only issue with it being like, obviously making like the competitive rule set, which Mm -hmm. is very different from casual Smash. You know, no items, specific stages. Um, it's weird, but you can teach them like neutrals pretty heavy with Smash, and also like Mm -hmm. kind of playing mind games too, and even team play too. Team play, you yeah, can you can do two v twos. Yeah, that's actually that'll help with the not tilting. Not a bad day. idea. <laughs> it's a fighting game that's also can be group based. Yes, I know there are some people that also do three v threes, but that's a mess. <laughs> you can do three. You can do three v threes, and it's weird. I've watched the matches back with like Smash Four, and it's like this game is weird. That would help you get better at two v twos. Three v threes. If you can play a three v three efficiently without uh, uh, TKing team killing then you can play a 2v2 without team killing right (laughs) that's true yeah no you can um it's just some stages are actually uh oh you can't play them though there are some stages you can't play and there are some stages that you more than likely should play like playing as a 3v3 like there are some very small stages that is normal on a 2v2 and a 1v1 Mm -hmm. but once it comes to 3v3 you're like this is way too small that's a good point um i'm trying to think of like a stage specifically um like battlefield would be hard with that no battlefield is really awful (laughs) um i think pokemon stadium 2 though is it's the largest in terms of like the stage so it might it might be like a good one Mm. town and city is possible too Mm. like there's a there's a decent amount of possibilities there's some other like random uh maps that are actually on there too there's like this one mario map that's like just this close to being like Mm. legal um, but it's just slightly too large. The Mushroom Kingdom? I think it is. It's based on the Wii game, I believe. I don't remember. But it's it's not too mm-hmm. bad of a stage. It's just really big. So if you play it in a 3v3, it's definitely like a possibility. But Interesting. 
definitely something to work for in team games. And Smash is such an easy game to jump into as a kid, too. Mm. I mean... It's easy to practice repetition very quickly, too. Mm. And Other it's games, not very combo-heavy. So... Yep. Yeah. It's more like reads, you know, text. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean... Kind of give them, like, a general, like, overview of, like, different genres of games. Because, like, you'd have your shooter. You would have your, uh, like, fighting game. Mm-hmm. General, like... Obviously, Smash, some people don't think it's a fighting game. I think game. it's a fighting game. I, I think it's a fighting game. I think you can learn a lot of stuff from Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah. It's and a platform That apply player. to other fighting games. Like, it, there's, there's going to be different ways of doing it, but I think neutral is a thing that applies to almost any fighting game. Mm-hmm. Every single fighting game. Oh, yeah. Like, defense and mind games apply to any fighting game. You That applies to Smash as well. There's a lot of mind games in Smash, and it's respectable. So, oh, yeah. Um, I think that... You'd have those two covered, and then Rocket League's kind of the fun, weird one. Yeah, and it's a sports game because you get to practice like you know rotations and stuff like that. But um, it's mainly like an arcade. It's I weird. Don't know what I would it's, call that? It's such a weird like mix up of a, a genre. Game. Yeah, I wouldn't consider it either. But like, it's like in terms of a competitive game, it's pretty nice. It's very interesting because it's actually like you. You would think it's more like single player based, but it's a lot more team based than like Dude. some people would think. Yeah, so there's way more teamwork because the students thought this. The students thought the games were, were really basic until I showed them high level play after they learned how to play the game. Yeah, and that's when they were like a lot more of them respected it after that because they're like, "You can do that." Yeah, because yeah, they're like, I asked them before like which games do you like more, and everyone was like, Overwatch is better, except for like two kids, and I was like, "Oh, I love you, two kids." But, like, <laughs> the rest of them all loved. Uh, overwatch and yeah they were honest about that they were very like open about the fact that like rock league was kind of boring compared to overwatch um but, but after showing them that i saw a lot of them got more competitive like mm-hmm. they may not have admitted that they liked the game but like they were trying harder and doing like better stuff did they all play overwatch with a controller or did no. they play keyboard and mouse so here's the thing i, th- I would say it's 50 50 when it first started on day one mm. we we made sure to not force them but encourage them to use, use a mouse if they mouse. wanted to play on a high level. Gotcha. Let them play what they're comfortable with, but yeah. PC and mouse usually is almost always a better option, except but, for Rocket League. But By day five, I would say about 70% of them were using mice. That's good. Yeah. And they were playing very well, mind you. Like, they they were doing some good stuff. That's good. Um, They were using, like, do you play Overwatch at all? Yeah. So they were using, like team strategies that i don't even see in ranked yet <laughs> and they were cool. they were doing it fairly well that's cool you know they, they didn't have some mechanical skills there were some players that weren't that accurate but like they were doing and being where they were supposed to be yeah like they were doing the like two 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 comps and the uh, oh that's cool they did uh the bunker with like bastion and uh reinhardt yeah or, or reinhardt um and they did like Nanoblade with Anna and Genji. That's cool. They they were yeah they were doing all the kind of stuff. They were doing a synergy go, goats, uh, goats, <laughs> dude. Know, go all tanks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like seeing them on day five, you know, playing in front of their parents and like using like communicating and like in days before they were like talking and acting up a storm and like <laughs> playing making jokes and like trolling, uh, memeing stuff like that <laughs> yeah. because that's what kids do. That's what kids do. It's fun. And but they. They stepped up when it came time to like play on the main stage, right? And like they learned a lot of the things that they didn't. A lot of them didn't like say it out loud, but they picked up these strategies and they learned to communicate with each other and they just focused on the goal. There wasn't any like complaining too much or anything like that, or or like tilting. Right. Um, they were just playing as best as they could. Afterwards, a lot of them were kind of you know bummed the ones that lost. Yeah. But, like seeing them and then like I was me and the other uh, counselor were 
commentating the match. Yeah. So we got to like talk about it and explain the game to the parents while they're watching it and kind of like also talk about the camping experience a little yeah. bit. So it it was a mix of, of feels seeing these kids like <sighs> that's so cool. I yeah. love that. I yeah. love that so much. Yeah. I, I think there's just something that's so cool about just teaching specifically kids to like something man, I wish I could figure out like the words to describe it. But it, you you gain a sense of accomplishment when you actually see them Probably. learn and use what you have taught them in a corrective, you know, in a correct way and them getting excited and happy about mm-hmm. it. It's like, dude, that's awesome. I would say that feeling is pride. Yeah, that's like, it. Pride, accomplishment. You know, not, not, the, not the vain pride, but the actual like pride in something else or someone else. Yeah, it's for a reason other than yourself like you're proud of them because they're they're doing something to better themselves or like have gotten better it's yeah it's it's an amazing feeling um it makes me excited to be a dad (laughs) yeah i bet like (laughs) i'm not even close to being a dad but like it would make me excited too i'm like dude i'm ready (laughs) yeah it's it's a great thing it's it's a challenge but i think it makes you a better person and um i think especially when you extend that to helping the mental development of like other kids as well. Mm-hmm. It's um, I think it can make you a better person for sure. Cause it, like, it makes you want to do something not just because of yourself. Like a lot of people uh, are skilled. A lot of these kids are smart and skilled and they have a lot of potential and they just don't have that one person that either believes in them or asks them the right question. And I'm not saying I'm going to be that for a hundred percent of the kids, but at least, at least one kid per camp gets right. some of the stuff that I'm talking about, you know, other people are capable of stuff like that and um, just need some motivation. These kids can be that next person to help, you know, make somebody else a better person, somebody else's multiple people. Um, and they just need the right like mentor or, or catalyst to get there. Right. And um, a lot of those adults also need to get that. And I want to, I want to see more people doing that. Oh like, yeah. And not, not just in gaming either, but whatever it is that they're interested music can be another one. I think any skill or any craft can be personal development related. But yeah. Um, that. Did I ever tell you about the instrument zoo I did as a senior project? No, no. So back when I was super young, um, I got into music because of an instrument zoo. That was the thing. Do you know what that is? By I any have chance? no clue. No. So basically it's, um, you go up and you there's like a plethora of instruments all ready for you to play and there's and there's like uh high schoolers or like um hmm. higher level people that are there to that play the instrument and once you pick it up they like teach you how to play it and oh, really? you you get like a little demo of how to play the instrument and, you know you try to play it and it as a kid that was awesome and that actually like was basically what made me like play music later on in my middle school and high school years. And, um, it was probably one of my more cherished memories of all Mm -hmm. time. And I did that as my senior project, give back what I got. And I didn't get a crazy turnout because, uh, I was very restricted in what I was able to do. I wanted to go down to the elementary. They didn't want me to do that at all. So I was like, Oh, okay. I have to do it at the high school. And it's like, all right, but I did get, actually some people and there were a lot of people that came up and they were interested and they tried an instrument they were excited and you know seeing that and then i know that um there was one person particularly they joined the band afterwards and they were excited they were happy i was like that's awesome like that's so cool that's a good i need to do some research on that i I think that's a good idea um to be (laughs) able to 
Yeah, yeah, because like you find the instrument that you're really fascinated by, and then you get like instant learning on it, like yeah. hopefully tailored to that kid. Right. You know, that's they they give you like a small like demo, like you mm. you play it for like five minutes, ten minutes. That's enough like, to oh, like cool. inspire a kid to like pick oh, yeah. it up on their own. Oh yeah, and you and you can just walk to another instrument and try that one too. It's like okay, that's cool. Okay, I had to write down an idea for the summer camp I just had. <laughs> so that's good. Um. Oh, there was one more thing I wanted to talk about before we head out. Um, oh, challenges. Yes. Yeah. So challenges um, you ran into before, or that you thought you would have, and then challenges you're having now. Uh, I think the the biggest challenge I had originally was just writing down and conceptualizing what the camp would even look like. Yeah. Like because I was right now, I'm doing, I'm wearing a lot of hats, mm. and so I'm not just thinking about the outline writer. I also have to be like the counselor, and I also have to be the um what would i call it the, the employer so to mm-hmm. speak I'm, I'm, a, I'm a manager of like some of the students that are going to be helping me do these and and treating them as adults and not like as students uh the, the marketing having to be part of like the marketing lead right to to help the marketing team because they don't know much about gaming how to do that how to explain that to other people like how to explain in marketing terms like how to get other people attracted to it like a lot of different things and like figuring out how to document that was like and still is it's very hard like i got it to the point to where it is now but i need to make it better so that other people can learn it and like those those were like i i didn't have any guidance because no one had ever done it before so right. i couldn't like go to somebody and be like hey how like can you critique me can you show me how to do this because yeah. to everyone else it was like it looks good so far but then like you think about other questions that you don't what think if about this? what if that yeah like just uh, catering food like oh yeah i wouldn't even think about that right yeah you're like, you know, what just, do we do right um and then when you get into food since you're providing food allergies how do you handle for that you know um like these weird stuff that don't apply necessarily to the actual curriculum itself but everything around it you know mm. and uh that was that was scary challenging for me because i'm like i don't have any like i have to think of these things so that i can get because other people took care of it like the university paid for um you know the, the catering like they, they have a catering oh, service awesome. they you know i just needed to give them the time to be there and that kind of like i had to give them the details so that they can get it done so right. i have i have like the resources for me to not do most of the other stuff but like i have to do it and then you get into like documentation um making sure that they're signing that you know you're responsible for your kid if mm-hmm. they are disrupting then they like i had to write like an overview of you know a code of conduct for mm-hmm. the staff and for the students write one of those and have like then get it looked at to so that they can sign it um other other stuff other documentation like that like there's a lot of things that you just don't think about i mean even now just me thinking it i, I honestly don't even know how it would be set up in general like it's hard to visualize that yeah you know? yeah it, it was um that was a, it's tough but i'm sure it feels very like awesome just to see it actually go out in motion and working yeah it, it is and it, it helped me visualize it because i can actually see it now and now i can figure out how to make it better right before it's like how do i make it better than nothing like any anything is better than nothing but i have to at least make some money off of it and um like not make money off of it but like i have to make it to where it's sustainable like and that, that does mean monetizing for sure but right. like not just that how do we make it so that people want to want to do it marketable you know? too yeah how do we have the students be entertained how do we like attract the parents um like again no guidance for that kind of stuff and yeah that's tough especially getting the parents into it yeah I, I know too many parents that are just they lock it out they're like yeah i don't i don't care about it about my kids or i don't 
yeah, I don't want my I only kids, came across like, one of those. With that. Really? Only one. I had one, like one person wanted a refund and we like gladly did so because she thought it was just regular sports. And, oh. um, but like I talked to her about it cause I had several phone calls and I would just explain what it was about. You know, I talked about combining person development and gaming and yeah. being there for five days, yada, yada. And all, all of them were like, and I, again, me being self-conscious, I'm like, I, I hear that and I'm like, okay, whatever. But like, they're, they're just saying, you know, oh, this sounds like a great idea. I'm really excited for this. Like, thank you very much. I'll sign up right now. And and, awesome. and then I see their email and it goes through and I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. That, that's cool. Um, awesome. Then, and there was that, that one lady and I, I explained to her and she was like, I, I still don't care. Like I, she wasn't even listening and I, I'm like in no way offended. If it's not for them, it's not for them. Like right. not questioning their parenting abilities or anything like that. But, um, yeah, like uh, the way we marketed so far worked out. We just got to reach more people. That's good. I think we're especially running into a generation now where gaming is a little more normalized. And it it's, is. And mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to come around. I think like if it was just like a decade ago, it'd be like a different story. Like I still, I remember like, you know, parents just being like, you know, I'm not going to have my kids just, you know, play games. Just, you know, they mm-hmm. want to go. I want my kid to go outside and play soccer. You know, yeah, yeah I got and but for me, like especially me, I like I want my kid to also work on his mental, like you know, his mental exercises in terms of you know working as a human being, mm-hmm. and you know, of course, like yeah, there's physical sports, like those are important, like too, in like some compassion, but I think mentally, like working on games helps so much more mentally than it would like with physical sports. I think Minecraft helped mainstream that idea. I, you know, that's probably not a not a too bad like guess that would be a possibility. If there's one game that moms and dads know that are non gamers, it's Minecraft. Minecraft. It's 100% Minecraft. Yeah, like that or a phone game. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but even then, Minecraft's on the phone, man. It like, is now. You know, oh and my God. kids play it on their phones, and I, I, yeah, no, I, I don't know a single kid that doesn't play Minecraft. I mean, I grew up with Minecraft. My younger brother. That's like that was like his go-to game for like the longest time, and it's crazy to think about that now. And kids just play it, yeah. and it's cool too, though, because it it engages a lot of creativity in kids. It's you know our Legos, you know. <laughs> I'm getting ideas. <laughs> I'm getting ideas for the summer camp again. Like that's that's not like team dynamics, but I think creativity. I have to look into that. Yes, <laughs> man. I'm just gonna bring a note to Pat every time we talk. Right. So, yeah, uh, I do think, I, I think that that is a good thing because it's, it's weird now because I worked at GameStop for six years and seeing parents, like, a lot of them were against gaming, but now a lot of them kind of, like, understand that there is some benefits to it at least or mm-hmm. are, like, more, maybe because it's a good babysitter as well. I mean, uh, I'm 100%. sure that's part of it. Um, but, yeah, it is kind of interesting. Like, I hadn't thought about it until you asked me, but there were a lot of parents who were really open to it and that's saying a lot about the world of gaming yeah it's nice it's it is really nice because i i mean i don't know exactly what the viewpoint were for parents but i mean i know it was like anybody who watched the news you know video games was like an enemy like it's like you know all of these awful things that are happening video games these these kids were video gamers you know it's like no that's not it that's not it at all. Yeah. And I don't know why. Maybe it was because it was something that's so easy to attack. But. It is. I think that's what like had the last generation of parents kind of scared about video games or not like too much about it. 
But now, like, we realize how much normalized it is, how fun it is for a lot of kids, mm-hmm. and what it can do in terms of, you know, working on even, like, making friends. Like, making friends is actually, like, huge uh, in terms of, like, gaming because, you know, it, it's different now because uh, any kid can boot up Minecraft and play on a public server, mm-hmm. and they can just run off, run across, like, a stranger, talk to them, mm-hmm. maybe get friends with them. I mean... It, it's an interesting idea that no. goes on. Yeah, I, I had this conversation actually today with a mom because she knows that she talks to people online, but she made a statement of something similar to not having a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. And I explained to her that some of the, my best friends I've never met in person. They're they're through gaming, like brothers, like people that I consider like a brother to me, and um, open to the idea of it too. Like wasn't like immediately appalled, just like surprised and. and and curious right you know so uh, it it does say that there are more parents like that are non-gamers willing to at least learn it's kind of it's kind of weird um the cool. one interesting thing for me too is uh all of my close friends that i've had and like my current roommates right now who are my closest friends in the world i got like close to them because of gaming we played mm-hmm. league that was our link game where all of us played league of legends and all of us would just you know, get together and play league as like groups. Mm. And that's how we bonded. That's how we started to bond. You know, it's we started playing together because of league and then we all started like just, you know, doing a bunch of other stuff because we were already friends with league. It's it's crazy to think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an interesting life story that I have like just way back from my high school days. Um, that's like, you know, what's turned me into now. It's, it's cool. And I, I look forward to like, how it's gonna evolve from now like for kids because it's completely different yeah uh man i think now is the best time more than ever to like for me to be doing something like this too like i i hope i hope that high heavens that like this can propel me forward and like (laughs) i can actually be part of that what we're talking about right um there's man i know we're talking about minecraft but this like to to get back to the summer camps to make this relevant to the summer camps i think this is becoming more and more of a, a regular thing Right. And I think person development is becoming more of a regular thing too. Like it's getting more mainstream. Like some of these kids knew terms that their parents didn't know, like growth mindset and fixed mindset. They already knew what it was. <laughs> and like a good handful of them like already knew because they learned it in school. And I'm like, what the heck are you kids learning in school? That's crazy. I'd never learned that. I had yeah. to learn that myself just like yeah, same years here. ago. Like I read it in a book. I'm like, yeah, what? I'm like what oh. is this? Also, uh, shameless plug, a good book mindset the new idea to success i believe it's called by carol dweck like she's the one that coined that term mm. and she talks about the growth mindset fixed mindset like it's a it's a interesting book that i have like two other books that i read referenced it, and i'm like okay i'm finally going to read this book i know it's about <laughs> psychology it's probably going to be out boring i finally listened to it and i'm like oh okay she makes some really good illustrations or alliterations to to convey her ideas super good but um <laughs> but yeah so it's these some of these kids are getting more and more equipped but they just don't know they don't have the foundation to like build those skills yet right in public school because they're not using the gaming in there yet um hopefully they don't because that means that i'll be in business longer but <laughs> um, right but yeah um hopefully there's gonna be a lot of kids that are going to be good gamers and also good people right i'm sure i'm definitely sure because mm-hmm. from what you're talking about it seems like they have a very positive experience and they're actually getting really good outlook out of it so yeah i'm sure i'm very certain and i'm sure they're gonna transform whatever they've learned to from this summer camp into some actual real life like work for sure that they can get out of one can hope so <laughs> yeah with, with that said 
what do you have going on and like where can people find you on social media um i have too much going on right now i i haven't uploaded a video in a good while but on youtube.com slash megamaxstar i post uh basically basic bmb uh videos um basic character videos for anybody that wants to learn dragon ball um i want to be a youtube channel that helps people kind of grow and learn from a even from basic to advanced uh point so that's all i have um hopefully maybe you get to see me at aurora blitz we'll see july 13 14 so <laughs> okay and of course i'm the philosopher thank you guys so much for listening to this I know it's been a little bit since I've uploaded, but I hope you guys appreciated this topic. Uh, this was a very personal one, and I just want to get back into the groove of doing this more consistently. So working on that, of course, as always, you can find me on twitter.com slash thephilosopher. I believe it is on Twitter. I lost my, my train of thought there. YouTube.com slash philosopher as well. And then uh, you can find me on Facebook, tvnaper.com. Uh, hit me up. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, I've been talking to a lot of people one-on-one -on -one, um, rather than doing the podcast and just kind of sharing ideas that way and just practicing my coaching skills and keeping that relevant. So feel free to reach out to me if you need some coaching. I'm not going to charge right now. I'm just working on my craft, so to speak. So thank you guys so much. And as always, I will see you all in the next one.